Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. What is up? All right. So we're in Tavern? Tavern 2? Tavern at the moment, while we're talking about the uh, DPC thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, should I pick that up and see? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't really, for sure. Okay, so... Uh, on Facebook, I run a page called DPC or Dope Philosophy Crew, and there are four guys that participate in that. How dope uh, is the philosophy? It's about as dope as it can be right now, which is uh, to try and keep things as chill but as on point as possible. <laughs> like no pointless meanderings through the unnecessary tangents that people can usually go on, myself included. That's the stuff, man. Yeah, but still being open and accommodating to some level of nonsense just to hopefully extract what might be a morsel of truth that a person is uh, smuggling, so to speak. Uh, so, I mean, I can clarify some of that, but really what, what I'm doing at, uh, on that page is I'm interacting with three other guys. It's me, uh, an older guy, a younger guy who's into like integral theory and another dad who is kind of a blend of all of us uh so the other dad he ended up posting some topic about uh like a gnostic interpretation of yahweh and someone commented on it and basically disagreed with it and then they had a little back and forth and then the corrections to those corrections just started to ensue. Well, actually, it was this way, and actually, it was that way. So every guy kind of got involved a little bit, but the original poster kind of backed out once it got between the integral theory guy and the older guy. So the older guy has a bit of an interesting way of interacting with people. On the surface, I can readily acknowledge that it looks like someone who delights in straw manning and uh, just a whole bunch of logical fallacies. He kind of appears to do some gaslighting techniques. He's just basically doing cartwheels around points most of the time, as far as I can tell. And trying not to take things seriously. Uh, he mentioned you, Matt, actually, with uh, your guys' exchange that one day. It was probably a couple weeks back. And... Yeah, yeah. He he said how uh, he responds to nonsense with so, like he. It's just when he starts to party is how he put it. So he doesn't start taking it seriously unless the other person is seriously, you know, going through their own thought process. So you comported yourself in a way that basically kind of uh, it almost commanded him to be present and interact with your with your logic, so to speak. And it went effortlessly, as far as I could tell. But that's not, he doesn't do that same thing with anyone else. You're kind of the only guy I've seen be able to hold, hold a position that he was able to like acknowledge and then not challenge. Everyone else he's challenged in a way that does this cartwheel thing that I'm mentioning. And... I, I have a word for that. I call that the pata game, 
or the game that we play with ourselves and our imaginations when we don't really want to take a position or we want to be petulant or we want to just kind of go against the rules and it's because I said so type stuff. And what strikes me as interesting in that is that he, he generally is always the guy that is going to poke at someone. <laughs> it's like he loves being the court jester, poking at the king. But that almost invariably gets translated by others that are listening in, receiving him as, well, you're just straw manning, or now you're just, uh, this is ad hominem, or this is uh-huh. that fallacy or the other. It doesn't matter which fallacy it is. He's just kind of, uh, the integral guy called him a fallacy factory. And I thought that was kind of funny because that's on the surface what it looks like. Uh, that is a funny thing to say, though. It is, man. And it's like when you read it, I, I can't wait to that's hear what clever. your take is. I'm going to use that. <laughs> right? I thought so, too. It's fucking golden, man. Fallacy factory. It, and it's just good because it has the double F there. Yeah, but, man. That's called alliteration, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I knew that, actually. I should have recalled that. But this... This fallacy factory dance that he's doing is how I'm interpreting it because, well, mainly because of yours and his interaction. Uh, If he didn't have that interaction, I don't know that I'd be giving him the same benefit of the doubt. Oh, dude, he didn't. He didn't say much that didn't make sense to me. It's right? just that I don't understand exactly how it makes sense for him. But it wasn't that it was right. implausible somehow. Right. So I'm still in this space where I haven't figured him out fully. Uh, I think the idea that behind his notion of synchronicity sounds like something interesting and something I'd love to have him elaborate on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and... I admit to not understanding that phenomena. I admit that I experience it and that I mm-hmm. don't understand it. It seems to transcend prob- probability. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a joke. Oh, for sure. It's like... When things align out of the limit of what could be kind of skeptically shrugged off, like it's too much for skepticism to hold a candle to and from yeah, the subjective definitely. perspective that's experiencing it, so to speak. So, yeah, and, I mean, that's kind of a side note about it, but like this whole conflict is basically the guy who's into integral theory, he. <laughs> He doesn't, he wants standards basically, and he wants to be able to call fallacies and more or less just straight shoot it and not give any attention to kind of the extra layers that are at play in a, any given debate about any given topic. Dude, this sounds fucking sick. I'm totally going to get involved. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I tagged you in it because it's like, with your perspective, I think it will be a lot simpler and easier to understand because I don't think I'm all that mm, straightforward. But yeah, at any rate, the, the, the role that I started taking was trying to be playful, but like I said, I, it activated dad mode in me because the way they were acting was very similar to the way my two boys act when they get into a conflict over fucking bullshit. And I can see it's irrelevant from the outside in, but to them, from their points of view, you know, that cup or that pen or whatever they're fighting over is the most important thing. And they have to fight each other to the death. Otherwise, 
I don't know. Whatever, whatever is happening in their brain is running the program. So no, I get that. yeah, I see that happening in a in a much more sophisticated way, and obviously with words and in a digital form. And so I'm 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 like put into this place where I'm playing dad to two guys that aren't my sons, but it seems very similar at least. Or the feeling is that way, at least. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the only way I can think of how to slice it in terms of the extra layers that are... Because like when it comes Dude, to... Dude, it looks the like this has devolved a lot since it started. Yeah, like when I scroll down and I see that pyramid, it's like, oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And when he talks about incoherent babbling would be a step up. I haven't even, I was just scrolling through it and the graphic just marks it as like, well, someone yeah. thinks it's gone bad. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what that pyramid's for. It's a good one too. Like, yeah, definitely. My wife didn't even, uh, I don't, I don't post it myself, but I have a couple of friends who like to post it and it's useful because since I'm disagreeable, I let people get, you know what I mean? Like, you can be pretty rude to me before I'll actually complain about it. I don't really care that much, you know what I Same. mean? But like you dive in the pyramid as I let you be rude to me. Right. And I, I allow all the way down to the bottom of it and even yeah. stuff that would break the bottom out from underneath. Just yeah, on dude. the off chance that the person is speaking from something that isn't a self-gaslit position, let's say. And then once I map it as, oh, this person is not aware that they're gaslighting themselves, that's when I start to solidify a, a kind of case against them. This is going to be an interesting read, dude. I think so. And there, you'll probably side like I do in terms of just the straight logic and calling it as it is. Like the integral guy is, I'm trying to keep their names out of it just to keep it anonymous but mm -hmm. uh like i to me that that's the surface layer correctness of it but the deeper layer of it that speaks more from what could be perceived as synchronicity has really something that to me is unignorable the archetypal layer let's say let's say that thank you that seems to me to be compelling enough reason to hear him out because uh if you just keep pulling that string, it's eventually going to give way to where he's actually standing because he can only dance so much before we all map the pattern and the things that he says will just end up kind of imploding on themselves or not. They'll hold weight or water, as it were. But yeah, my, my position is really one of trying to be peacemaker. And what's funny is the accusation that you know, uh, the older guys jumping to conclusions. Uh, it doesn't prevent the integral guy from jumping to a conclusion about my motives or my intentions, which okay. are generally like I am authentically pursuing peace at the highest level imaginable. And from the deepest layer of foundational premises that I can possibly muster. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, like, I kind of so, clarified it. it. Let me throw this word at you, or these, mm -hmm. this sentence. I thought of it as presuppositional imposition with a dash of modal uh, fallacies. Um, I'm going to have to read it all, and I can't really do it when we're talking. <laughs> I can comment on it. 
gotcha. but I like I'm just reading a little bit through it, and I saw this thing. It says like compulsive reductionism. It's interesting mm. because I've been thinking like sort of like absentmindedly for a little while about the fact that people uh, say that something is too reductionist and that I sometimes mm -hmm. make that criticism, but when other people make it about me, it tends not to be justified. And I think that comes down to the fact that like there's a differentiation in uh, reductionism that isn't clearly made. I've, ne I've never heard anyone clearly make it. And right. that is like, you have to be just as reductive as is necessary mm -hmm. to get down to the bare minimum so that mm -hmm. you can have the uh so that you can have the depth in explanation that's necessary to capture reality basically so you have yeah. to be reductionist to the degree where you can establish the depth consistently Ooh. yeah yeah and find the blocks that you can use to build up from there Exactly. And I think that's one of the problems with people who like, that's what it's interesting though. Cause you just say like, <clears throat> I found myself saying like, that's a tad reductionist. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm the reductionist, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does that mean? That seems like such a strange and nebulous comment. It's a tad reductionist. It is. What do I mean by that? Right. But the thing that I mean by that is something that, uh, is a little bit harder to put into words. So I think I'm just opting for what's easy. Right. What I mean is like, um, that reduction leaves out nuance that you that is necessary to like the the situation basically. Yeah, I think to satisfy the uh, preferences of subjectivity, perhaps. Yeah, but, but I mean, it, it seems like it's similar to the criticism that I make of people who say that's just semantics, right? Mm. Like the base, most base level criticism of that criticism is that. That's not what you mean. You mean something else, probably, even if it sort of like broadly indicates what you mean. Right. You know, so like, for instance, even if the other person is just like equivocating or moving the goalposts, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's probably what you might be referring to, but like there's better names for that. That's why we have to, that's why we have the other terms. And it's like this interesting one where like the fact that you would make such a mistake indicates that you don't understand the relevance or the value of the word that you're using, semantics. What is that? Right. The idea that you would say it's just semantics means that you don't even know what you're saying because the technical meaning of the words that you use is about as important as it gets when it comes to like <laughs> when you're trying to articulate yeah when you're trying to articulate to someone what they're doing wrong and the way that you do it is you say that's just semantics you, you are a joke yeah well you've dismissed the thing that could help you yeah exactly it's just uh, I, I, yeah i can't even understand it man well that's what i think too in terms of like there is an appropriate basis for reductionism when it comes to reality and the yeah i just mean like when when the because i it's it's like the, an offhand comment i use in conversation sometimes when someone has done an incorrect reduction sure. a reduction that uh like attempts to do it properly but like leaves out important bits and so is not like properly explanatory right but right. what i say is that's a bit reductionist and that's not a very good criticism in my opinion no, it isn't. But I think if you were to clarify the scope of it, like if it's pertaining, because I don't think it's good to start out with reductionistically with uh, objects of subjectivity, just because there's a lot to kind of weed out in terms of 
whether or not a person is even going to accept the values that are imposed by determinism and reductionism. Mm -hmm. So like right off the bat, I, I reserve reducing things too simply when it comes to, let's just say psychology. But then when it comes to reducing things for objective reality, I think it's really good to cut right to the chase and go right to the base. I didn't mean to make that rhyme. Um, because otherwise, both parties don't really have a thing to stand on in order to facilitate a self-analysis that's even worth reducing to and mm -hmm. for and with. And so a, a bit reductive... It's like it's not a valid criticism for sure, but like I think it makes more sense to use it in subjective terms, like not to be too reductive there, just at first, just to get you know get your whistle wet a bit. But I am reductive at first, you know what I mean? Like, right? That's what I mean. I'm a reductionist. That's why it's not a good criticism for me to be putting across because, like, the thing that I do is I walk into a conversation and I say, "Well, here is what you're basically saying." Yeah, chop this, chop that, don't need any yeah. of it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit hypocritical if you aren't willing to receive it back. But if you're willing to receive it back and then re respond to it in kind or even expand and amplify what you're saying so that it fits the preferences of the, the one that lodges that criticism, mm -hmm. then bring them down and see how that criticism isn't valid. Because that, I think, to say that something is reductive is to stand in a layer of complexity that one is not willing to kind of cross that threshold yet, and say no, things are much more complex than that. You can't make it that simple. And from that point of view, I know, you can't but I yet. feel like there, what you just said was the mm -hmm. actual correct way to say it, though. Do you know what I mean? Because thanks, like that's too reductionist. Just doesn't capture the meaning no. that you're looking for. I agree. And they're looking for complexity, likely, because they op operate from the presupposition that that is the basis of all things already. Like, and it is quite possible that all things, once fully factored in by something that gives us a larger vantage point than we can presently account for as a species, uh, perhaps it will be so complex that we require machines to help augment the understandings that we're going to need to make sense of the world. But until that point, it really is a presupposition that doesn't have anything other than, I think, the value system preferences of those that would maybe be like mm, kind of amateur, amateur physicists or scientists or people, scientific enthusiasts, um, that they see all the information that is being communicated and then automatically conclude it's complex. Everything is complex. Jordan Peterson does that a lot, actually. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. He's just saying it's really complex, and you gotta, you, you have to, like, untangle this and look at the, like. And fair enough, at least from a psychological vantage point, there's a lot to weed through before you can even get to a space of some self-reflective clarity mm -hmm. that uh, that accommodates another mind with you in that same mutual space of realization. But I don't know. There's a lot of really just natural ways that people can communicate where you don't even realize that you've been led to a space of clarity 
and both people feel good. Like it could be talking about football and two guys are just agreeing about their favorite team and all of a sudden they like each other more. It's kind of the same thing, just, you know, rinse and repeat at different levels of uh, analysis. That's an interesting one. <laughs> Could, what do you think the principle at play there is? For me, I think it's the... I, I have to speak about my own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I can only do that because I'm not questioning the basis of reality anymore. If I were still questioning the basis of reality, or if I hadn't accepted a certain set of axioms, let's say, as my necessary starting point to just start even making an opinion about something, then I wouldn't be able to say it as I said it. Mm-hmm. But before DM theory, let's say, I did the same kind of act, but it was a pretense at base that would opinionate and back that with confidence and then hold that structure up like this shiny toy saying, hey, play with this toy. See if it works for you. It works for me. Maybe it'll work for you. And I kind of see the older guy in DPC doing that. Like I see a lot of people doing that, to be honest. This would be Jay, right? Uh, Yeah, thank you. Doing what, sorry? Kind of just like inventing presuppositional toys that allow uh, allow someone Would this to have... be synchronicity? Yes, yeah, that's my <clears throat> suspicion of it, let's say. Presuppositional tools. Yeah. He would, he would not accept that characterization, though. No, he would think it of, as an objective feature of... He probably thinks that was a bit of sophistry, to be honest. True, true, very true. I Well, it's because I look at anything that is synchronistic as pertaining to the subjective architecture of um yeah but i think what he's saying is that maybe there is something more to the relationship between the subjective architecture and the objective architecture that we know you know he doesn't seem to object to my account of the relationship of it it seems to me that he is suggesting that there is just more to be discovered about that relationship i i couldn't agree more to be honest there is more to be discovered and i do think that there's more to be even measured. And like front. you and I have talked about the incredible coincidences of yeah. synchronicity. For sure, like, dude. You know, I, I have trouble believing that there's not some kind of actual explanation for it. My reductionist approach falls short, in my own opinion. It just doesn't really? capture. Yeah, man, I can't explain to you how it can seem beyond probability. You can, uh, Like, I can make the rationalization, I am probably just making mistakes and you know, I'm probably just biased and I'm not selecting my evidence properly, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, some of them are coincidences on levels that uh, only become, rel- like, uh, sorry, only, like, become visible to me later, like mm-hmm. levels of, complex- of complexity and significance mm-hmm. that, like, seem personal to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that I know enough about the world to say that that's nothing. It doesn't feel like nothing. No, I, and I wouldn't go as far as to say it, it's nothing. And, and but that's it's what not. the reductionist approach is. It's to say, it isn't really anything. It's your mind, right? You, you're like, mm. you just don't know what's happening. 
But I don't know if that's true. I, I think I like, think that's the, the magic of it, though. It. Don't you? No, but like, there's an me? intuition about it, which is like, like the thing that we say about me and Sammy and you and Harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of like the same thing. It's like the world has an archetypal structure in some sense, mm-hmm. like phenomenologically, right? Okay. And like when it comes to your experience, that structure. Like, ha- it's something like the way that the phenomenological experience interacts with the world is extremely hard for you to determine, right? Yes. Yeah, and so, like, the synchronicity that we experience, it could just be part of the phenomenological structure, or it could be a relationship that the phenomenological structure has with the world that we do not understand. Well, that's what I think it is. Like, but I think yeah, but the that's, under- that's, I feel like that's what he's aiming for, man. But here's where I think we kind of converge then, is that, mm-hmm. uh, have you seen the movie Lucy? I actually have not, no. There's a really good, at least visual way to accompany this thought that I'm going to share. It's like, she's, the, the movie, do you mind if kind of just run through the topic? No, that's fine, dude. Okay. So she's like a, she's a, she's a, just a regular human that comes into contact with a chemical that gives her like super human perception. And what she ends up being able to kind of very quickly develop is an ability to sense all the information streams around her. So like she's able to perceive the data streams from satellites to cell phones. She can see like the heat signatures of the sun, uh, the kind of chemistry of plants and animals and all that. Like she's able to perceive the, the like almost matrix code of it. And the suggestion, I think, at least in visual form, is that all of that information is, from a DM theore- theoretic point of view, just a static pre-encoded structure which the phenomenological experience is moving itself through. As like we are the moving image of eternity, so to speak. And the more we expand our, our bubble of perception in terms of up to the limits of our ability to think, know, feel, or perceive, or judge, or any of the different ways of inputting information into our subjective systems, that we then accord ourselves with a greater degree of the deterministic structures that underlie the mechanics of everything. How about we say we are being moved through? That sounds actually probably better. I'm speaking. Because we uh, are moving through suggests that we're doing it voluntarily. Right, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to make that claim. I, I do think that we have no choice but to move forward in time, uh, and what we perceive as time, essentially. Absolutely, man. I definitely agree. So there's there's something of like at least some words to explain a little bit about what I think synchronicity is. It's just a larger understanding of the interconnectivity of our role with the environment. Yeah, and I, but I think that's what I mean is because like I don't I admit like I don't understand that, and I would love to. Oh, I would it love seems to like be there's something to understand, and maybe he he, yes. he knows. I don't know, you know. Right, like he has peered behind. The, the veil a bit and peeked at the source code of it, so to speak, and will be able to share some of his subjective strategies at 
accessing that. Yeah, it's like, you know, you were like describing DM theory with X theory long before you met me. So you had lots of the pieces. Totally. But until I came along and told you how they were justified, you just had these true bits that you, you know, were like saying were true and you were right. And I think maybe he has a true bit, but he just doesn't know yep. how exactly it is true. Precisely, dude. That's exactly what I'm trying to say here. And to me, the uh, integral guy isn't really factoring that part into his analysis in dismissing the fallacy factory that is coming at him because that's the front, that's the firewall, I believe, that protects. Like, truth is almost guarded by lies, is almost how I would put it simply. That's a really cool metaphor, man. It's definitely <laughs> a lot of defensiveness emanating off it. Yes. And you can't quite even be aware of how the lies that you're saying, either to yourself or to others, are affecting your ability to communicate the truth you think you're speaking from. And in a way, what's happening is all is being obscured because you can't be, what I'm going to just say is, DM theoretic enough to postulate without the mysticism that usually accompanies conversations about the transcendent. Man, that was beautiful. Nice. Dude, I've been dying to have these chats with you in this way. Definitely, dude. The server's a really great place for it. It's so easy to do. I'm getting a lot of my friends interested too now because I want to... I want to almost start directing people from Facebook to here. Yeah, man, that's the way to do it. Because I'm always here, dude. Like, whenever I have free time, I'm looking for someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell, tell me why I'm wrong. Let's hear it. I would love that, man, because I tried to do it through text and typing, and it's just getting so cumbersome now. Yeah, it just takes too long, that's all. Right? It can be yeah, cleared up really quickly. Right. So yeah, that's my my basic gripe, and I I do see that there's value in both of these guys, and there is no reason to dismiss either one of them. I just you know kind of uh, in sync. Sorry. Uh, yeah, go for me. Um, what the wait? Did in sync literally leave the? Oh my god. How do you not even look at the goddamn fuck? Oh my goodness. No, no, no. Your name... Okay, so... Let's come. So I, I didn't have the things for... Okay, you know what? F fuck you. Your face is a faggot. Um, fuck you. Your mom's face is a faggot. That may be true, but could you please, like, tell me where the fuck to post leave to get that goddamn recording bot out of there so it doesn't record every fucking thing everyone is saying? In recording comments. What are you talking about? Let's see. This guy. This guy. Am I right? Am this I right? fucking this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know how to fucking move. Right. I'll be grudging. No, 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 you have to. You have to go into the other fucking room, though. Can't do it in here. You'll make out. No, no, no. I know that, but I have to fucking find like, like you're telling me I have to post it in X channel, right? It's in debate rooms. Debate rooms. This guy. This guy. No, 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 no. Hold on. I hate, I hate this garbage. We will figure out a solution to this. Do you not know? How can you not fucking find it? God damn, here. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, good. No, no, don't.